Listener Production. As cute as a little Mary-Kate or Ashley, Aww. sometimes these two cherubs get mixed up too. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson got the call at 7.30am yesterday morning. It's a Sunday. Suddenly I'm like, uh-oh, it's from Dad. I see the number and I'm thinking, 7.30. It's still a bit early for Dad. What's going on? Is something wrong? As soon as I answer, he goes, how did Alex go? Suddenly I'm getting messages. Uh. How'd Alex go? <laughs> Amy Shark's partner, how'd Alex go? My uncle, how'd Alex go? All right, everyone's wanting to know. And I guess we're going to address it all very, very shortly. But look, big weekend, hey, mate? It certainly was. The Australians went to the polls. And uh, I tell you what, their voice was heard loud and clear across different electorates, different things at play. It was a really incredible evening. I was in the thick of it, given a, a few months ago. I committed, six months ago, I committed to running once again as an independent in my home seat of one. And we have followed the progress over the last little while. I've got the lemon and ginger tea next to me. You are sounding a little bit rusty. Look, I want to hear about what election night for you was like. I also want to know, you know, there was a a big wave of independents and, you know, Greens candidates that all, you know, uh, we had a great time, okay, over the last few days, uh, winning their electorates, etc. But I want to hear from you uh, sometime this morning about... A bit of insider goss. I'd like to hear from behind the scenes. Right. Uh, also, I'm very excited to say that Dan Tian is going to be joining us on the show, isn't he? Well, that's that's it. Well, isn't I promise he? this is what happened last week. If you missed it on the show, <laughs> when we join you next Monday, maybe I'll be a member of parliament. Who knows? Oh, or I'm so excited. I will have just done my very best. But either way, we're going to be chatting to the other person in contention, current Trade Minister Dan Tian. And I am very excited to say that, Alex Dyson. Well, you'll find out up next Ooh, what is happening okay. with my opponents <laughs> and uh, his appearance on All Day Breakfast soon. Oh, wow. This feels well, spicy. No matter what you're up to, no matter who you voted for. We ordered the shukka this morning on, on All Day Breakfast. Get the paprika. All are welcome here. At the all-day breakfast table, let's jump into it. I'm Alex, that's Matt. Happy Monday. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's Monday morning. How are you feeling (laughs) after a big weekend? I'm pretty good. I'm very happy after a big, big election to be able to welcome to the show... Uh, joining us live on the phone right now, nobody. Uh, nobody is being a guest on our show today because. Oh, wait, um, wait, oh, wait, are you telling me? Are you telling me that a politician said they'd do something and they didn't? Are you? I know it's hard to believe, Matt O'Kine, but another broken promise from a politician after seeing um, now former Trade Minister Dan Teen at the pre polling. We had a good chat. I asked him to do an interview in the moment, like, like I've been doing with the campaign trail stuff, I got the phone out. I was like, hey, can we just have a little interview? And he said, um, oh, how about after the election? I'm like, oh, can we give you a call on the Sunday? He's like, yeah, great, let's do it. And so um, unfortunately, producer Bron was unable to secure the interview. And that could be the fact that after what was a very, very disappointing night for the Liberal Nationals, Dan is one of the few ministers still in play. Mm. 
given, well, A, Scott Morrison stepped down from being Prime Minister. He announced that after conceding uh, a coalition defeat. Josh Frydenberg, uh, ousted by Dr Monique Ryan, an independent in the seat of Kuyong. Uh, at the time of recording, it was about 51-49 to Peter Dutton, who's being touted as a potential leader for the Liberal Party, but is still, you know... It's not definite. ...likely he'll get in, but not certain. <laughs> so yeah. they're still counting votes there. And people, even on Insiders yesterday morning, they were talking about Dan Tian, uh, who is was Trade Minister, to potentially being a leader of the opposition, which would be quite interesting, given last night, Matt O'Kine, his primary votes dropped from about 51% to uh, under 45% uh, after a big swing towards... A local plucky oh, independence brings me joy, um, a tear to my eye. I'm so excited for you, so happy for you. It was very nice, and it was off the back of so much work done by so many people. Honestly, the um, the volunteers that were able to get so much of this done, like even like my campaign manager Shelley, who I just met in December, the people that everyone thought was your mum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, here's my calendar. You fill it up." And I'll rock up to these things. That's what I'll do. And the Greg doing volunteers, Emily Abbott, who's 19 years old, helping co-manage the campaign, someone who, uh, like, we were uh, celebrating down at the Pavilion in Warrnambool on Saturday night. Yeah, and I mentioned that Emily is so great. I mean, some people who have been underrepresented in politics for a, a long time have been young people and women. And to have someone like Emily... Uh, be in, as involved as she is, as um, a committed and dedicated and as intelligent and hardworking uh, behind the scenes in politics. It's just so heartening to see. And that extended across the full electorate, like Allegra Spender, um, Monique Ryan, just two of a number of independents who made it in and made it very difficult in coalition seats. But in what looked like an extremely great night for Labor, it showed that the Liberal Coalition got about 30% of the national vote. The Labor Coalition got about 30% of the national vote. And then 30% of voters voted for neither of the two. So an equal parts <laughs> vote for whether it's independence, whether it was the Greens. And we saw Clive Palmer spend $100 million for a six-pack of Krispy Kremes. Absolute donuts oh, from Frog Clive. <laughs> Even in, in my seat, you know, so looking at it here, not all the votes are counted. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. But um, I ended up above the Labor candidate in um, in Wannon with about 20% of the votes. So the Labor's 19%. The Greens got 57 Clive got 3.3%. One Nation, 3.1%. The other Independent, 2.3%. The Liberal Democrats, one8 And so... Look, that was the one result. And can I just say, because I'm only just starting to filter through all the thank yous and the, you know, well dones I'm getting, mm. like in the DMs, it was so nice to see that um, this little independent campaign in Wadden in Southwest Victoria did, was able to touch a lot of people. We're getting messages from WA, getting messages from Queensland overseas. It's been so, so nice. I, I was impressed by your, I didn't realise how viral some of your content went in the lead up to that. I saw a tweet that had 1.5 thousand retweets from Daryl the Tractor about you, you know, sitting in potholes in Daryl McGuire's tractor. That's it. Whatever. But okay. So look, I've got a couple. Of, I've got a couple of things. Right. One, talking about Christina Keneally parachuting into her seat and then getting uh, bumped, mm -hmm. and people saying, "Could this be the end of it?" Well, do you want some inside info? Is that what you're after, Matt? Do you well, want well, well, inside hold on, hold on. info? Okay. Here's the thing. I I want to know a couple of things. I want to know. Okay. I do want inside info. But before we go to that, I want to know what happened when all the polls closed. 
six pm hit, and you could just you crossed the finish line. All right, should we go to a break now and then we'll come back? Yeah, let's do that. I'll give you some inside info on things. I'll give you some um, behind-the-scenes content. Exactly. Okay. We'll see what it's like to actually run on election night and uh, how things go down. All right, here we go. We'll be back in a second, All Day Breakfast. Oops. All Day Breakfast. The water. Just imagine <laughs> the water cascading over your head, Matt O'Kine, dribbling down your nose and down to the plug hole. Did you get the Gatorade water <laughs> treatment? No. As you lean against the wall of the shower at 6pm on election day, because after six months, the polls are closed. You can't win any more votes. It's over. You can't talk to anyone and convince them. It's done. And so I had a shower to get ready for the after party at the Pavilion in Warrnambool. Get down there. I had that pain, you know, that pain behind your retina, like your eyes, like that's how tired you are. It's Mm. like you can feel the back of your eyes as you're just wandering around. That's the sort of fatigue I had as I went down to the Pavilion. But you're spurred on by the people coming in. They're wearing a shirt with your name on it. You know, they're saying, mm. congratulations on a big campaign. You've done so well. That is so heartening. you got messages coming in. But whilst you're doing that, you're also sitting down and I'm writing out the final thank you cards to the volunteers who help, you know, get what is hopefully a really positive result together. Um, and then the Arancini balls come out and things are fine <laughs> um, because <laughs> everyone's there. They've made such an effort to make things better. My best friend from, you know, primary school is there with her kids. I've got to, I sat down and did some colouring in with little Ned of Spider-Man, you know, and that. And then what happens on election night is they start counting the votes. But the interesting thing about um, campaigning is you're allowed to have what's called scrutineers. Do you know what a scrutineer is? Mm, it sounds like a musketeer or someone it's a cross between a musketeer and one of the kids who's like uncle is Scrooge McDuck. Like that's how I think of it. Do they dive through ballot, it ballot is a papers little bit and back, similar to that <laughs> backstroke through ballot? So whether papers. you're a party or a candidate, you you can authorize a scrutineer to go along and watch the counting of the votes. So they sort of say, stand behind the AEC employees as the AEC employees you know, tip the cardboard boxes out of votes and start looking at, okay, where's the number one? That's into this pile. What about this number one? That's in this pile. Oh, my God. Okay, look, I have to say, sorry, everyone, you make fun of me in crypto and Bitcoin and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, look, the blockchain technology exists so that scrutineers don't need to exist, okay? <laughs> Honestly, there are so many more efficient ways to do this. Well, that's the thing because... The job of the scrutineer is when the AEC employee goes, okay, that's a one in this pile, the scrutineer behind her, ah, ah, sorry, sorry, that's a seven. You see the the one is got a little thing on the front, that's actually a seven. The other one is a one, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Um, so they watch the votes go out and the piles go up. Now, the interesting thing about it, particularly in the seat of Wannan, the day before the votes get counted, they decide on which two parties they're going to do the two-party preferred on. And as a lot of seats are, it was between Labor and Liberal. And so they started counting votes into a Labor and Liberal pile. The thing with our scrutiny is, the Dyson for Wannan scrutiny is we're going, is 
the biggest pile in a few of these first booths, and that is the Warnable Primary School booth, my old school, where mm. I went to vote on election day. This is the Brower College booth, um, which is the high school Tommy Ballard went to. I went to Warnable College, but there was a booth at Brower. Is that the biggest pile of first preferences in both of those booths was Alex Dyson. Whoa. <laughs> and so I beat Labor at Liberal <laughs> in these warnable booths. And I can show you how you find that information. So you're there, the arancini balls are going down great. The noodle doof pale ale from Kreutz is delicious. <laughs> but you get a message through whilst you're doing that. And as you can see there, it's literally drawn on a piece of paper. This is the official vote. I mean, you're even allowed to show this sensitive government information. Well, they do and release it afterwards. That is written, like, hand-drawn. Not even the table is properly rulered. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> hand-drawn figures and words scrawled on a very small notepad. If you look in the Dyson column, first preference votes 418, Tian 325. Oh! L- Labor 179. Okay, so you had Warnable in the bag. And so I get that text through and I'm like, if I'm beating him outright and other preferences are still yet to go to me... I had a really nervous feeling that I <laughs> am doing well enough to actually yeah. win this seat. Yeah. Right? And then you go to the ABC website and you refresh and you're in 22% of the primary votes and you go, oh, my goodness, this is massive. But as it goes on, a seat like Wanham wasn't getting a whole lot of action on the TV. But as the night goes on, you realise that you've finished above Labor, the Labor Party, <laughs> who gets the on the news most of the time. Yeah. Um, and everyone is just so happy that the margin has thinned to an amount where, as we've seen over many, many years, politicians start focusing financially on these seats a little bit more than they would otherwise because they're winnable, because the people in them are willing to vote differently. That's the marginal and safe seat thing that keeps coming up. And, um, yeah, the fact that we've made one and a marginal seat from a safe seat was uh, so encouraging and everyone was extremely happy um, with that result. So it was very, very nice. Oh, mate, couldn't have done myself and the breakfast, all-day breakfast crew and all the listeners out there prouder. You just, you did you did so good. The effort you put in, incredible stuff. So, I mean, 2026, is it? Is that when we're doing it next time? <laughs> Probably 25, who knows? Diet so 2025. Watch out for it. Hey, um, <laughs> coming up next, Clickfish, let's go. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. All day breakfast. Yeah. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Hey, it is producer Bron, fresh off uh, a big election weekend for you too as well. Bron, did you hit the polls? I did it early just to get it out of the way so I didn't have to line up so that was good but it was confronting when I was the only person I did it pretty like as early as I could I was the only person there with about 10 people coming up to me waving their papers in my face it was overwhelming I know yeah if you do go to those um, places the how to vote people are there and I apologize because I was one of them but yeah you are a human chip and the uh <laughs> the card bearers are the seagulls and they just descend on you it's un- it's incredible Bron Were you polite and take them or did you do what a few other people did and just go, nah, I'm right, thanks? Or did you fake a phone call and walk through? I didn't want to waste the paper, so I just took the one I wanted and just kind of had my head down and walked as fast as I could into the polling booth. 
Well, look, it was a big weekend and, uh, you know, a lot's changed. But uh, the same, I mean, the media outlets are still, you know, using their same old dirty tactics to get the uh, the clicks mm-hmm. that they so desperately crave, if you want to talk about chips and seagulls. <laughs> um, what caught your eye across the weekend, Bronwyn Doizak? Clickfish is getting political this week. So oh. the first headline is... is- Kylie Kardashian running for <laughs> the governor of California or something? <laughs> Not this time. Um, Kylie Jenner as well, by the way, Alex. Oh, uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What's up? Pig the Dugon officially made his election prediction and that's the political commentary I need and that's from pedestrian TV. <laughs> Wait, do we know Pig the Dugong? So Pig, so he's a dugon. His name is Pig. Um, I've also seen a lot of articles come out about chickens, crocodiles and turtles making predictions. This is the first psychic dugong I've ever heard of. Yeah. Because it's very difficult. Because don't they eat seagrass? I think so. I don't know. But so how do you have a, a piece of seagrass that represents Albanese and a piece of seagrass that represents Morrison? Well, they had a red bucket and a blue floaty that was symbolically representing both the (laughs) the two big parties. We know what type of seagrass represents the legalised cannabis party. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so... Who did surprisingly well in a few of these Senate spots, particularly Queensland. Like, they they could be the (laughs) ones who stop Pauline... Winning a seat again. <laughs> All right. So what what happened here with uh, Pig the Dugong? So he ate the lettuce and did, said it was Albanese. Is that right? So he lives at Sea Life Sydney Aquarium and they gave him a red bucket or a blue floaty to choose from. He went for the red bucket. So he got it correct. Um, the Sydney mm. Aquarium senior dugong keeper, Dana... <laughs> She told The Guardian she was expecting the dugon to pick blue because the team wear blue uniforms. She thought he would, you know, mm. like that better oh. where there mustn't be much red around. So I don't know. Maybe he just liked Albanese's policies better. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go. Not the first time pigs made some headlines, though. I think he scared the bejeebas out of Sophie Monk a few years ago when she visited the aquarium. <laughs> really? I just saw that headline, yeah. So, I mean, pigs... <laughs> You just got clicked fish while clicked fishing. <laughs> That's what happened to you just then, Matt. All right, what's up next, Ron? This is from News.com. Headline, meltdown over Jenny Morrison's dress. Oh, I saw this and I specifically didn't want to click on it. But what was the meltdown? Did she have a... I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't a tomato sauce stain from a party pie, then I'm not here. Democracy sausage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The first line reads, Jenny Morrison has stunned in a teal-coloured dress that raised eyebrows among eagle-eyed social media users who couldn't help but notice the irony. So she wore a teal dress. The Liberals largely lost the election to so-called a teal bloodbath, is what people have been calling it, (laughs) which is independence sporting light blue colours, such as our very own Alex Dyson. So some people were just saying it's ironic because she was wearing the colour of the independence and not Mm. the Liberal Party. Maybe Jenny just likes wearing those sort of dresses because I feel like that's an old headline. But also, this doesn't look like, I mean, light teal, this person has said. That's... I'd call it a baby blue. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was teal at all. No. That feels to me like a stretch, um, but good work because the media um, stretched back and they got a bridge <laughs> and all the little clickfishes crossed it. Well, there's other things like as far as political um, outfits on the evening, I saw you could bet on the colour tie 
that someone would wear for a victory speech and they were betting, you know, blue for Morrison and red for Albanese, but he came out in a silver tie. Ooh. Mm. What did Daiso do? Did you iron at least? Well, mate, I'll show you what I was wearing. Oh, he stepped back from the microphone. He's gone to his cupboard. This is what, if I would have won, if I would have won the election on the night, there's only one thing I would have worn. That's the bloody flat, mate, (laughs) the Legionnaire's hat. Please tell me that you wore the the Triple J Legionnaire's hat on the red at the... Election vote count. Oh, man, that's too funny. Because in Parliament, you got to protect your neck, son. Oh, great. Well, look, thank you very much, Bron, for ticking the boxes and clicking the uh, clickbait. And uh, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. So thank you for listening to our election wrap-up special. We'll be back here tomorrow for another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And who knows, Dice, we could still be talking to the next member for Wannan. Oh, who knows? No conceding. Never surrender. But um, it's not the only special episode we're going to be having this week. That's right, Wednesday evening. We would love you to come down and join us for a fairy schnitzel at Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne. It's open to anyone if you want to come down. The schnitzels are 20 bucks if you want to sample one for yourself. But uh, we'll have more to say about that tomorrow, I think, in the lead up. Until then, thank you very much for not only hanging out today, but for following this uh, election journey over the last six months. Uh, It's very nice that it's over, but it's also really great by the looks of things that a few of the issues that uh, were at the forefront of the campaign when it comes to integrity and climate action and that kind of thing will potentially, due to a few people getting in on that platform, um, start happening. And I can focus more on fairy schnitzels and less on democracy sausages. Have a bath, get the Epsom salts in there and have a nice, solid, relaxed mate you've earned. And thank you very much for joining us. We will catch you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.